If you want to participate, contact me at ordinarywomenpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure you have great projects to brag about. You can also follow me and message me on Instagram at ordinarywomenpodcast, on Twitter at ordinarywomenpc, or on Facebook on the page Ordinary Women. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Ordinary Women. I'm with Chimi today. Hi Chimi. Hi Lucy. How is it going today? Excellent. Excellent. As you can tell from my voice, everything's <laughs> going great. That's great. That means you know that you're having fun with your life. I guess your so. Your voice is already telling us that and I think that's an amazing start. <laughs> Can you give us a quick introduction of yourself, please? Okay. My name is Chimmy. I recently graduated and I work in tech. I work in marketing communications. I was previously like a fashion intern at a couple companies, including like fashion tech startup. I live in Korea. I've lived here for roughly like seven years now. Oh my God. And I dropped out of school to move here. And then I went to school here. And yeah, like I said, I graduated. Summary, that's just, that's who I am. Cool. And can you tell us something unusual about yourself? Okay. Something unusual about myself is honestly not even unusual because this goes against my whole like neurodiversity activism thing that I do. But I would say that my specific combination of mental health diagnoses and how high functioning I am with it is something unusual about myself in my opinion. Cool. Is that okay for me to ask a bit more? Like why, why you think it's unusual and how you function? Um, so there have been a couple people in my life who had the exact same diagnoses and like the same pathway where it's like, oh, you're like nine, 10 and you get the ADHD diagnosis and then you get a little older and then all of a sudden they're saying it's clinical depression and then you get a little older and they're saying, oh no, it's manic depression and ADHD. And then your diagnoses like change and build and snowball over time. And of the people that I know, everyone's doing great in different ways, but I think that I'm really high functioning with it like I get things done but I'm still a mess but I always get things done and that's something unusual that I'm actually really proud of yeah good that you're still you know vibe with, with whatever yeah and vibe with the the different diagnoses but yeah misdiagnosis are like I don't know awful messy <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh but glad you're you're managing your way through life with all of this thank you my pleasure since here we talk obviously about women and like being a woman i like to start by asking um was there an event in your life that made you realize that you are a woman so when i was like younger i was really into like ballet and like all the barbies and i wore all pink everything i was an infuriating kid and like i was like obsessed with all pink everything and you know a lot of stuff growing up and then i got to a certain point where it's ironic where the the moment that I sort of realized that I'm a woman, where I realized, oh, like, the girls and the boys aren't experiencing life the same way, I guess, at, like, 13, 14. And then I just, like, went completely off the rails and, like, no pink anything, all black everything. <laughs> Being femme is wrong. And it just, like, it messed with my mind for a while. And that moment when I realized I was a woman and, like, went against being femme and, like, tried to fight back with, like, I would say rad feminism. Like, when I got over that and, like, I really, like, embraced my feminist and, like, redefined what feminism is for me, that was, like, the moment I realized I was a woman for real at, like, 19, I would say. And it was, like, 
honestly just like a lot of online communities and you know like there's this hill in korea it doesn't exist anymore because covid destroyed the gay community like the physical locations i can't even go into it but there was this place and it's called homo hill which sounds terrible but i promise it's korea is different and it's we just call it the hill to not be anyway <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> i know but yeah so it was the hill it was such a femme energy on the hill and like yeah that really helped in like solidifying that whole thing so yeah yeah the hill and like regaining my femme like power or whatever was just that was me realizing i was a woman but like in reverse like a billion years too late yeah no but yeah. it like it makes sense you know and it's i feel that it's kind of linked with the narrative of like not like the other girls that yeah. i think we're tons to oh have had God. when we were young right. and it's just like it's so ugh, it's so annoying yeah, I think I went kind of through the same phase, but like I would never wear pink. Like I would always say, I hate pink. This is a color I don't like, etc. And years later, like in my twenties, realizing where that came from and stuff. Which is years later, my my, I had to dig up my old Nintendo 3DS and ask my mom to send it to me, like the bright pink one. And the mic that I'm currently using is bright pink, and half the stuff I'm looking at in my apartment right now is bright pink. <laughs> Love and that. It feels, yeah, it feels amazing. It's like yeah. Screw you. Yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> I know, I love us. Yeah. And did you have any female role model as you grew up? So for a long time, my mom was like my only real like role model. Like as a kid, like I was kind of obsessed with my mom and my older sister. I was obsessed with them. I just thought that they were perfect. And like, they were so wise and like everything that they did was right. And like, it was very unhealthy, not to think back to it, where it was like, I was setting like impossible, stupid standards for myself. And I eventually burned out because of that, because I'm a different person. So yeah, when you role model as someone who's like right in your life and you can see all of it, it might actually have a negative effect on the long run. But yeah, my mom was definitely like my biggest role model growing up. Obsessed with her, you know, civil engineer, three degrees, did so much stuff like, you know, as a dark-skinned black woman in like STEM, honestly, I'm just so proud of her. But that's not who I am. So yeah, I've moved past that. But my mom was definitely my biggest role model as a kid. Cool. What do you think she taught you? Oh my God. My mom taught me like genuine, like truly the purest form of kindness that I've had to unlearn because life is not as like roses or whatever as she made it seem. Like <laughs> my mom taught me the kind of kindness where it's like, do you know what I mean? Like I feel like my mom would forgive a serial killer who like killed all her kids. Like she's, she genuinely believes that there's good in every single human on earth and it's all great all the time. And it, like, you know, really kumbaya type. So she taught me that, which was great, but that's not reality. But she did teach me that. And she also taught me like work ethic, but not caring too much about like finances and not being like super capitalistic and like, you know, like money, money, money. So that's something also that I, I love that part. Ah, oh, she sounds great. That's cool. And do you currently have any any female role model? My new role model? I don't know if you know her. You know Bazama St. John? No. So she, she had this chief position at Netflix really recently, but she like stepped down in February. She's like a marketing icon and we have so much in common. Like she's West African, I'm West African. And like, she's just the coolest person ever. You should look her up, Boz St. John. She is my goal in life. I kind of just want to become her, but then she wouldn't be her anymore and I would be her and that's sad to me, but I want to be <laughs> her so badly. <laughs> cool, what do you think she teaches you? So, um, Boz St. John, like, I remember one time I read this article about her and they described her as like, what did they say? Like the most colorful person in the room or the most vibrant person in the room. Like she works in tech, you know, 
like she didn't, I don't think she started in tech. I think she started in like music, but like she is always bright colors, bright red lipstick, her natural hair out in the most amazing, like beautiful, ridiculous hairstyles. Not ridiculous in a bad way, like ridiculous. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like she'll wear like crazy prints. Like she doesn't care. Like, okay, I'm the chief marketing officer of like, you know, a fang or whatever, but I'm still a baddie and I still love bright colors and I still love being femme. And I still like, that's not taking from my power. She has taught me to like, like really sit in who I am and work it and like not have to like, you know, shroud yourself to like, you know, or shrink yourself to like fit into the spaces that you don't see anyone else in the room who looks like you. So you have to blend in. Nah, Ball St. John has taught me that blending in is literally the most disgusting thing you could do <laughs> and it sucks and you should never, ever, ever. So yeah, I'm obsessed with her. Uh, that's so cool. Was there like a moment recently when you were like about to not do something and then you were like, oh no, she would do it. Let's do it. Oh my God. Okay. So many moments. So many moments. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just in like my career. It's not even like, because I have always been so obsessed with fashion. Always. So I really, really, really want, like I was an econ major back in the UK before I like dropped out. And I was like, no, because what is that going to do for me? I don't want to, let's not. So like, like studying advertising and PR was like she low-key inspired my whole switch and she taught me that like you can you know like when I'm like oh what what am I gonna study what am I gonna do like I don't want to be I'm West African like there's certain things where in the back of your mind it's like oh you can't just study you can't just get a philosophy degree no shade on philosophy degrees but like it's like in the back of your head it's like oh all your cousins are doctors and engineers and lawyers my sister's a lawyer all my cousins went to MIT or wherever and like you in the back of your head it's like oh I can't just go get a fun philosophy degree and like enjoy myself I have to do something that will look good on I guess the family group <laughs> but then I also don't want to do a horrible boring econ thing and hate my life so when I found Boss St. John a she helped me decide to study advertising PR and realize that I'm good at it. B, she actually, I kind of like, oh, this is so embarrassing, but I kind of like follow her like dating leanings. And I like, I'm like, would Bazama St. John date this person <laughs> before I like go forward with like a relationship? Because I am not lying when I tell you that I am currently trying to build her life in chimmy form. <laughs> And it's really creepy, but it is what it is, and it's working. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. as long as it's working for you, you know, you do you. Coming to a less funny question, do you think that the lack of representation of women in society had an impact on you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Having to, like, rape, like... I feel like as a kid, especially having to try to put together female, like female role models, I feel like men have, they literally look anywhere, any billboard, any TV show, anything. And there's like 20 dudes that they can relate to or 20 dudes that they can think, oh, I want to emulate this person. But you literally as a woman have to like search and that affects you going forward. Cause like, I understand that we're all individuals and like, we're making these decisions and stuff, but like the things that you see, like, you know, media setting, it's real. And like, I know that it's a, an Ouroboros or whatever, where it like feeds itself and it's eating its own tail. Like society feeds the media and the media feeds society back. But the fact is that with men having more representation, more access, they can look on TV and see someone who is so similar to them. Like the character has been written just like them and they founded a company and did this or they saved the world or like they went to Mars. And it's like, I don't know, like that might sound like I'm just, you know, I'm pulling stuff out of the air, but I really feel like lack of representation across all like fields and all this stuff really does affect the decisions that girls 
take from like when you're crazy young to like when you're in your like 30s 40s even maybe because like you might not if not for me having my mom to be my role model as a kid there's things that i may have not realized i could do there's stuff that i may like i wouldn't think oh i can just get up and like move to a random country and like i can learn a language from scratch like if i hadn't had her just in my house being my mom there's stuff i wouldn't have thought that i could do and i can't think about all the girls out there who don't know all the cool stuff that they could do because they never saw anybody else do it that was them like really like similar to them and it breaks my heart and makes me really angry at men mostly but that's fine same honestly and also when you know when you say like media feeds society and society feeds the media it's so true and because society is mainly well is very misogynistic then obviously like they're so entertained to like obviously all of these states and it sucks i'm very angry as well i just sound desperate at the moment but it's kind of a a mix of both (laughs) anyway thank you for sharing Moving on to funnier things slash you, uh, I'd like to jump on kind of like the second part of this podcast and talk about your, I don't know, like a project or your life experience that you have and yeah, and are proud of I want to talk about. So can you like present a bit of what you want to talk about? Okay. Oh my God, this is exciting. So this is embarrassing though, because, and again, I shouldn't be embarrassed, but I feel like as women, we do tend to like not enjoy bragging as much as we should or enjoy talking about ourselves and gassing ourselves up, especially like, yeah, and we should enjoy it. It shouldn't be making my fingers kind of cringe a little bit and making me sweat. Just thinking. Like we should be, I, I should have been like, oh my God, yes, finally, I can talk about myself for like 20 minutes. Completely. But, so a friend and I, have been first off for ages now since like i think 2018 2017 summer 2017 maybe but i've been um sort of like freelancer community management social media management that type of thing like on the side and it's basically completely for free i will work with like women or you know alphabet community members and i'll help like influencers in those spaces try to like and like increase their following and like move past that and da, da, da. and I'm trying to work on so basically at the like at the end of 2020 I kind of like lost my oldest friend um and so I want to switch the she was an artist and she was amazing and we had all these big plans that we're gonna do she's gonna move to Korea because she used to live in Hong Kong and then she went back to um Cali and anyway so she was gonna move to Korea and we were gonna like work on her career and like I was just gonna put all my time into this and like it was like the biggest dream that I had because I was like obsessed with her. This is my oldest friend, my bestie. And then, you know, like she's gone now, so it didn't really work out. So I've, I'm currently trying to work on something where I I want to start a foundation. And it sounds so dumb saying it, but this is something I could literally do and it's not that deep. But I'm like punching myself. Like, oh my God, you're so lame. What do you think you're doing? You can't do that. But I can. Um, yeah, so yeah, can. I want to start a, right, yeah, start a foundation named after her and like turn my little freelancer gig thing into like actually just like a full like nonprofit. I do pro bono for um queer women like her or just you know just the people that I'm already doing it with but just like this is completely like I just want to like offer community management and like career advice and like really help like artists because the decision she made all her siblings were doctors you know she's like a queer West African woman who chose to go to SCAD and like study art and like she made this decision and she could have gone so far with it, but she never got to. And I really want to help people like that, who it's like, you don't have to be a STEM major. You don't have to be a business major. You don't have, you're an artist. 
you're 100% a creator, you want to create content, you want to do that, I'll help you completely for free. I'll get you going. You can do this. I got you. That type of thing. And I'm saying it and it sounds really rough, but I swear the notion that I've prepped slammed like with my sister who's like helping me work on it um, and my friend, it's like really well organized and I'm really working on this. But when I explain stuff, I have to go like and um, so it doesn't sound like I, I have a big head. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds amazing, honestly. And like the thought you put and like the story behind it is, yeah, also like very sorry for like oh, no, to hear that. And I'm so sorry that sounded really dark, but I'm like, we can joke and stuff. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the the very healthy way to cover things right <laughs> oh my god our generation sucks i love us so much yeah okay that sounds like an amazing like project honestly to work on where like have you already started like where are you on at the moment with it so i'm trying to figure out how to get it started and i want to figure out exactly what country i want to like because you have to re like you have to register Right. right. I, don't, I don't think that doing that in Korea would be the best idea concerning what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to like either register it in like Nigeria or like I don't want to do that in UK. Like it's just the legal parts. The reason that my sister's helping me is because I'm trying to figure out like the legal parts of like actually getting it started so that it can be in, like an actual like nonprofit. But um, yeah, all the little pieces are together. It just hasn't come to fruition yet because ADHD and also I'm scared. <laughs> yeah fair like it's always scary to launch something isn't yeah. it exactly uh, how long was there between the first time you like you thought about it and like wanted to do it and the first like steps that you took so um i started like planning this i would say summer last year i was interning at this fashion tech company and i'm working with a lot of influencers because i was handling like influencer marketing so every like day I'm in the office like two in the morning because like they're either on the East Coast or West Coast or wherever. And I have to like, like we're having Zoom meetings. So I have to be, you know, the time difference is ridiculous. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's currently <laughs> like 6 p.m. here and you're probably just like you just had breakfast. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so like I spent all this time, like so much time just like talking with all these like micro influencers, like these amazing women amazing women some of them in high school even some of them just graduated college and they're like oh like this is just a side thing i don't even think i could do this for real and i'm working for the bad guys basically right because your job in influencer marketing when you work for the brand is to try to get them to do the most for the littlest amount of money and it makes you feel like garbage but and like the zoom meetings are recorded so i'm not gonna do you know what i mean i can't like be a double agent and be like oh my god you should yeah. do this you're amazing you can get more duh, 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 duh. but i'm like actually we should talk later honestly like i'll try to drop hints because these women are amazing and they could go so far and like i know that like people like to make fun of influencers and content creators but art is art b and like if you're good at something and it makes you happy they were so passionate about it like i know on instagram it looks like just like oh they're just taking pictures but there's a lot of work that goes into what they're doing and they're adorable. I love women so much. And so that was like the moment last summer. I was like, this would be fire. This would be amazing. Renwood would love me for this. And so that like last summer is when I really like started. And it was only this year that I like actually like pulled another friend and my sister on board. And I was like, can you guys help me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it was I think last summer. It was when the idea like flowered in my brain. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. Like imagine doing this. Just like you're on Zoom with all these really amazing women 
and it's not like you're the bad guy and you're trying to scam them into like posting like five posts for like very little oh god i hate brands anyway but um <laughs> yeah but no, like, that makes yeah. complete sense right yeah like that was it was last summer that that hit and i was like oh, i love it so yeah ah uh, that's so cool and um and how did you do it at first or like how like what's the first step that you took so currently i'm still just doing the because i haven't actually said it like i haven't actually the Red Note Foundation does not exist yet, right? Yeah. But um, I've, like I said, I've been working as a freelancer for like a gajillion years and basically all for free. And so when I first started doing that, like when I first started doing like community management for like queer friends and like, you know, women who like start businesses, it was when I lived in Busan and my friend, I have this friend, she's one of my oldest friends in Korea. And she had like, she's like, You know when people say like CEO, um, girl boss, and we always say it ironically and we laugh, but she's the only person that I can think. I close my eyes and I'm like, girl boss, and her face pops up. And I don't mean ironically or as a diss. She's so cool that way. Like, we have different views, you know? You know, I'm very, 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 very starkly left-leaning, and she's pretty much a centrist like most girl bosses are but um she was just so <laughs> she was so cool to me because she's like going to school full-time um she speaks like four languages she's living in a foreign country by herself and she had this like like cosmetics and skincare business and i was like girl we could do so much more with this and that was when i started and then after that my best friend gustavo um we made like a short film about like you know it was like a little queer film it's on youtube but it's fine it's whatever Um, and then we like worked on his like YouTube channel and his like content. And so it started with, you know, two friends. Like I just started working with two friends in Busan and like trying to like blow them up as big as I could. And I was like, crap, I can do this. Like this isn't hard, but yeah, it involved like a lot of like watching a lot of YouTube tutorials and like learning because I hadn't started studying advertising and PR. And by the way, none of the stuff that you learn from your degree is even helpful in reality. I'm sorry, I said it. Like actually working and doing the thing that you want to do is way more useful and valuable for like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, do completely. I yeah, okay, good. Definitely that's, I agree. Always, yeah, cause it's like, yeah, you turn in all the papers and like, that's great, you did great, you graduated, perfect. But the only reason you did all that, trust me, is just for the graduation photo so your mom can have it on her thingy. Like, no. it, <laughs> you're it's it's useful like obviously like you know imc all that stuff i'm the theory is very important because if you don't understand it you can't really do the but like actually working and having your feet on the ground far more important for just if any like younger women are watching this don't beat yourself up if you're not getting straight a's in the thing that you're studying even though you're so passionate about it and do the actual thing trust me you'll be aces at it you'll be amazing at it definitely yeah um was there anyone important that helped you do it i like you've touched a bit on that but do you want to go a bit further of like important people who had an impact on it so i always say this where it's like you know when you're in the shower and you're like i don't okay i'm about to say something and if you don't relate to this it's gonna be super embarrassing but let's just go for it so when you like are imagining oh you win an award for the thing that you you do really well and you're giving your everyone does that yeah thank you The, the the famous um Oscar repetition. Yeah. I didn't know that oh, rehearsal. Sorry. Yeah. I used to dream. Oh my god, I was in high school and I was such 
oh, I hate myself so much. But I used to dream, I was like, oh, I'm going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. And I'll, I'll be like. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to get it. But Girl, you know come what? on. You know Nobel Peace Prize for what? For influence marketing? <laughs> I was looking the other day. A French influencer who I follow, she made like a, a draw my life. And kind of like mm-hmm. explain like budget, and she she mentioned that a few a few times, like that she would dream. So basically, she's like a fashion influencer, and she used to dream of being like yeah, with the, like working in the in the most famous Dior and Chanel and stuff like that. And and now she is, and like she would dream of you know like meeting Rihanna or something, and like she now wow. has the picture with she had, like Rihanna invited her to one of the openings of um, whatever it was, like probably even you, like Fenty. I don't know. I don't follow that enough. Point is, she was saying, you know, like how, and like, you know, how some people call it um, manifestation. Right, yeah. I don't I don't really know where I'm going with that. But no, <laughs> I, I guess my point, point no, is. saying it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like thinking about it at some point, you might just like work more about it and like put some more energy to that anyway sorry so you're in the shower rehearsing for Nobel prizes right i've actually i come okay no it's back the thing that you asked me was like oh like people that you think have yeah. really like, like you know like inspired this and helped you along the way and so like i said i'm in the shower and like over the years you know like stuff changes the people you're closest to change and stuff like that but the um, the current like accept- acceptance speech dream that I have in the shower is I'm gonna thank I'm gonna thank Renma first because like you know she's gone and it's like I love her so much and she would be so fucking proud of me sorry and then I'm also gonna thank my sister I'm gonna thank my friend Gustavo and I'm gonna thank my mom and then depending the friend I told you about the one that's like girl boss it depends on how much further right she keeps going if she'll get in the thank you but yeah those are the people that those are the people that have helped me the most and like for sure are getting thank yous and are for sure like i feel like will always like inspire me and help me move this along and actually help me make it happen i genuinely don't think i could do this by myself at all because i have no idea how to actually like i'm i feel like i'm good at like the doing the thing but like to do a thing you have to register a company and you have to like do the thing and it has to have a board and some people assign the thing and it has to have that and it's like i don't know how to do that so yeah if they didn't exist i don't know what the hell i'd be doing completely and anyway like you know everyone get helps from all the people so right. like yeah you always get a, a thousand things from other people so it's cool right. to have it, like, yeah. a village. it really does take a village completely Oh, that's very cool. Well, hi to you, all of these people and yeah. call to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And what challenges have you faced so far? Um, well, in my career, the challenges I'm currently facing, and we talked about this a little bit when we basically soul bonded over like a 30-minute convo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we talked about this. Um, where I was talking about like currently because like yes that's definitely what I want to do but in my head it's like you know how like I feel like us like zillennials and below like we have this scary hustle mentality where you have to have like three four things you're doing yeah and like 
I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but we're good at it though, right? So anyway, <laughs> my whole thing is like, yeah, like I'm I 100% want to do that, but I also have another thing that I want to do that I'm going to, and I told you about how my friend Gustavo and I are trying to work on our podcast as well. And then I also want my career to go a certain way and I need to get that PhD that I've been dreaming about since I was 11 years old. So, so there's all like of all this while going, all getting this, food yeah. shopping, getting your laundry done, having your life oh like kind of. Oh my goodness. How do we do this though? Like, um, and going to maybe a funnier question or like happier um is there any are there anything that was easier than you thought would be um i'm not gonna lie to you so okay i'm gonna talk about something that's like a black woman thing which mm -hmm. honestly i feel like black women things are not as like i feel like if we had more of like real femme community we would realize that we all have the same experiences in like different shades i don't know how to say this properly but because I have like a very diverse friend group, I like I realize things and it's like it's all the same shit. It just smells a little different to, to us. I don't anyway. Um, so basically, um, there's stuff where so the way my mom raised me, I didn't really think about the whole working three times is hard. Like most of I feel like a lot of my black female friends were all told like you have to work like 10 times as hard to get even half of what they have. I was never taught that. My mom was very go with the flow, do what you enjoy. Like, life will work out for you. I believe in you. You can do anything. Um, because that's what happened with her. Life worked out for her. So I didn't until, like, I was, like, I guess older when I started to, like, hang out with, like, more, you know, like, that was, I feel like, the BLM movement had just started. And, like, people like me who hadn't really had that much of, like, a real, like, like, you learn about it. Obviously, you're, you know, you're raised by, like, a woke black woman. You're going to learn about race theory and all these things and stuff and, like, really feel it. But, like, the, the real emotions behind it start to hit you when it becomes a real movement that's just all over everywhere and it's, like, in your face and in your head. And so that's when I was like, oh, maybe things will be difficult for me if this and that. But, no, I was wrong. Things were actually way easier than I thought they would be. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. And I feel bad saying it. But, yeah, like, and that's something I want people to know is that don't assume anything's going to be hard because you're a woman or because it's like, it is sucky and like 100% it's a lot easier for them, you know, the penis havers, but um, it's not going to be as hard as you think it is if you go in like, just do it, whatever. So that sounds sucky and I feel like I just gave a very horrible girl bossy privilege type answer and I hope that's not how it comes across, but um, things like my degree and things like moving to Korea and things like living in a foreign country and dropping out, making these like rash decisions all actually worked out a lot better than you would think. So yeah, I always, my advice is just do whatever the fuck you want and you'll get whatever you want if you do whatever you want. Yeah, completely. Um, oh, sure I sound like a horrible person. I mean, kind of, but <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. I'm joking. <laughs> No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. um, also, like, you know, I'm asking about your experience. If that's your experience, that's what I want to hear. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. Let's move on. From that. Let's move on to, like, my favorite question uh, hey. of all of these questions. Uh, why are you proud of yourself for doing it? You know how hard this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but go for it. It's my favorite question. That's oh why I enjoy God. the most, if that can help you. I'm proud of myself for... Okay, I'm about to go on another tangent. I'm so sorry. Have you seen this, like, new online, like, stance 
it's sort of like a social political stance where people say that being on the right side of history, having the quote unquote correct political opinions, being um, left leaning or being kind, being thoughtful, being empathetic, believing in social justice is a privilege because the theory is that you were privileged to be in the kind of situation that would make you that person. And there's nothing I hate more than this. So it started with these like online incels and like the Nazis, like, you know, the neo-Nazis online. Mm -hmm. And they started this stance where it says people like us are privileged because they were made to be bad. And that, okay, I understand the backgrounds and all that stuff matter, but like, ugh. Anyway, the reason I was saying that is because I hate that idea so much. And I feel like we are individuals and like, yes, your background and the media and stuff will you know, influence who you become, but like at the core of it, who you are is who you are. And so I'm just proud of who I am, like on the inside, 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 because I think I'm a good person. That's great. Yeah, definitely. I like how the last part was a question. Yeah. So like maybe you maybe you want to say that again, but yes, you're right. aff affirming affirming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Oh my god, I wish I was like, you know how you said you record like in your like apartment and like da -da -da, I wish I was there so you could hold my hand because like this is hard. Oh I know. <laughs> I'm virtually holding your hand. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I am proud of myself because I believe that I am a good person. Yes. Love it. Yeah, and also, you know, like what you were saying. Uh, just before about you know these people being like oh you're privileged and stuff I think it's like super hypocrite to be oh, like oh yes. you were you were privileged and now look at me I'm a Nazi boo boo like if you have the the mental capacity to recognize that yeah. just change like like in a way you know fair enough if you don't even like realize it because indeed socialization like where you were born and stuff do a lot about that and if you like don't even have access to the resources to understand that you are a piece of shit. Um, you know, like not fair enough because still not a great thing, but I would be more inclined to hear it, I guess, maybe. But you know, like this, like, oh, I'm the wrong guy of the history because my, like, whatever, I was born there and stuff. Like, well, then just, just move your ass and be the good person. Like, do you think it's easy for us to just be, like, kind every day? Like, yeah. If you're oh. so aware that you're the bad guy, yeah. just don't be the bad guy. Completely. You know it. Just stop. Like, <laughs> what the oh fuck is God. wrong with you? Like, it's so uh, dumb. It's so it dumb. Is. I'm a bad guy, and that's because you're privileged, so your privilege is the re- What? Just don't be a bad um, do you want to share more about how you're, I don't know, like what makes you proud of yourself and stuff? I mean, I dropped out of school, didn't tell my family, and basically like snuck out of the UK and like moved to Korea um, pretty much on my own. I mean, my sister helped me. My sister is such an angel. I love her. But um, I'm proud of myself for doing that because I didn't speak Korean when I got here. And so I'm proud of myself. Like there's... I don't know, because I know that you probably take, like, um the English tests. Like, there's, like, IELTS and, like, TOEFL, like, the ones the Koreans take. I don't know what the language thingies are, but the Korean proficiency test one goes from, like, one to six. 
And I'm like two points away from six right now. No, four points away. And I did that. And I'm proud of myself for it. Like achieving yeah. like relative fluency in a different language. That is not like, you know, like, you know what I mean? I feel like there's similarities in like, you know, the Latin based languages where it's like, we can sort of like, if we try hard enough, we can understand each other and we can like learn stuff. Like if you and I sat down today, we could be like, you know what? Let's learn per- Portuguese. And it wouldn't be as difficult for us. Like it would be for like um, a Chinese speaker, Mandarin speaker. And so I'm proud of myself for like learning Korean from scratch. It did take me longer. I feel like there's people who learned it in like six months. I know this one girl, she's Turkish. She speaks like eight languages. And she like moved here around when I moved here and she was completely fluent in like three months and it scared me because she's a genius and no one should have that much power. She's too amazing. And I don't know if she should really exist, but but yeah, like it took me what, like six years or something, five, six years, but I still did it. And so I'm proud of myself for that, I think. Yeah, yeah. such a good thing to be proud of, definitely. And it sounds like, like yeah, you literally had to learn a whole new alphabet and everything. It's like, and it's so I'm not hard. Gonna Bro, at first, the Korean alphabet doesn't really make any sense to me. <laughs> When you're coming from like a, a, a situation where, you know, it's like A to Z, A to Z, like it's basically the alphabet is similar in most of these languages. And the Korean alphabet isn't an alphabet at all. It's just, Cool, amazing. I will definitely um, look into that. And I think for now, it is time to conclude this episode. Before I, I hand you the mic to say the last word to you, is there anything else that we haven't talked about and that you, need, you want to mention? Okay, so something that I haven't talked about in this little episode that I think we need to mention is how freaking proud I am of you with this whole podcast. It is so cool that you're doing this and you're doing it by yourself and you got it off the ground. And remember how I told you about you posting in the um, remarkable, like I remarkable thing was so cool to me. And like, there's so many like grown up, up like women in there that are like, and it would be so intimidating. I could have never done that. And I'm basically like, whatever, do whatever the hell you want. Woo. But I could have never done that. I would have overthought it like 10 times and you did it. And you, it was so cool to me. And I checked and you were like, you know, like a, a regular young person who just, but yeah, I'm so, I'm so fucking proud of you. This podcast is such a cool idea and it's such an amazing way to meet like truly amazing women. And I'm actually excited for the kind of like amazing women that you're going to meet. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm proud of you. I'm super proud of you. So that's, oh, the, thank that's you. the thing I like. <laughs> women are so cool. Thank you. I know. Like. The amount of amazing women that I've met so far, like with with this, it's I love it. Well, thank you so much, um, and thank you again for for coming and for being part of these amazing women that I meet. And thank you for accepting to share a bit of your story with me and with everyone who's listening. Thank you for inviting me. For real, cool. Well. You're gonna get the last word, so the mic is yours. I want everyone who's listening to this to subscribe, hit the bell, turn on your notifications, because this podcast is only gonna get better. And also, listening to women talk about themselves and be proud of themselves is such good fuel. Put it on when you're working out. Put it on when you're on the bus commuting to work. Put it on whenever. Getting a mani-pedi, 
put on your notifications, subscribe to her channel, get really in there. If you can, follow her on Instagram because I like her Instagram. And I'm just plugging the podcast that I'm currently on. But yes, my final word is really give this podcast a full soak, a deep dive, if you will. Final word, I'm done.